Comedy podcast that gets released by Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim in the final year of my 10 year deal. I'm your host, Adam Weinrib, and every time I finish recording, I absolutely rip my shirt off Baron Davis style. Not because I won the scoring title, but because I'm hoping to attract Laura Dern. Welcome to the NBA playoffs and the first year of the play in tournament. For our preview, I spoke to New York mayoral candidate Andrew Yang about the Knicks and Nets and a USA Today national reporter who's on site ready to cover the playoffs. But first, let's take a quick trip through the headlines. This week in the NBA, it's all on the line. And soon we'll learn whether or not LeBron wants an NBA executive, presumably with a family, fired. With New York's seeding still on the line, the Boston Celtics benched their top seven players ahead of the season finale with the Knicks, but don't laugh, they all had very legitimate injuries. Jason Tatum had turf hand, Marcus Smart suffered a severe bout of Count Choculitis, and Tristan Thompson had a previously scheduled screaming fight with Caitlyn Jenner at a hot springs. Evan Fournier's eyeball fell out and rolled down the sewer. The NBA play-in tournament tipped off this week, but don't tell that to the Charlotte Hornets. Their chances of advancing receded quicker than Cody Zeller's hairline. Meanwhile, Kemba Walker showed up to Boston's first play-in game wearing a Don't Tread On Me logo, which would make an awesome tattoo for anyone looking to be the Patriots' next kicker. Makes sense, though, because with his bulky knee, Kemba's having trouble changing insurrection. The Celtics beat the Wizards and will now advance to face the Nets and Kyrie Irving in a five-hour debate about moon cycles. Rombauer won the Preakness in an 11-1 upset, yelled Bob Baffert, get me more illegal butt cream. Pending the investigation into Medina Spirit, Baffert has been banned from entering horses at New York racetracks like the Belmont, but I, for one, think he shouldn't be allowed to enter horses anywhere. I am a hero. The Dodgers signed future Hall of Famer Albert Pujols this week. It was rumored that Pujols wouldn't accept a part-time role with the Angels, so the Dodgers are hoping he'll be amenable to a no-time role. White Sox manager Tony La Russa vowed to punish his own player, Jermaine Mercedes, for hitting a home run on a 3-0 pitch thrown by Twins infielder Williams Estudio. So for those keeping score, La Russa looked at the team that sent a 5'9", 225-pound infielder into pitch and said, no, we're sorry for making a mockery of the game. LaRusso's tactics may have been harsh, but he taught his players the most important lesson of all. Sometimes you should just give up. In Wednesday's game, the Twins retaliated, throwing a brushback pitch behind Mercedes, and after the game, LaRusso said he agreed with the decision. Man, this guy sides with the cops so much it's a wonder they still gave him a DUI. What is this, an episode of eight unwritten rules for embarrassing my teenage outfielders? I'd say LaRusso should be worried about a mutiny, but he looks like he already has scurvy. Not saying LaRusso's showing solidarity with the Twins here, but he just promised to lose to the Yankees this weekend. And according to a survey, the Toronto Maple Leafs have the most tattooed sports team logo. Second place, the Nashville Heart Moms. This episode of Sportfire is, of course, brought to you by Manscaped. We have a breaking news pubic service announcement. You've all been waiting for this. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. Four. 
that's the same number of rings as LeBron James. And people told me he wasn't a number one scorer. I'm one of the first people to try the 4.0. I've been blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship of the details are next level. They've got skin-safe technologies, advanced ceramic blade, a trimmer that allows you to customize one through four on the guard lengths, and the 4,000K LED spotlight, which you can turn on and off if you need a more precise shave. If this intrigues you, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That is 20% off, free shipping, as long as you use the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Make sure to use the different trimmer for your balls and your face, and then both parts of your body both the balls and the face will thank you. We're going to get into this episode coming up in a little bit, a live look in with an NBA reporter who was on site for the playoffs. But first, Andrew Yang. The New York Knicks are having a shockingly resurgent season and no one is enjoying it more than New York mayoral candidate Andrew Yang. Unfortunately, Yang's record on this issue is quite muddled. In March 2019, he tweeted, quote, Breaking up with the Knicks was one of the best decisions of my life. I feel freer. So to defend his change of heart, I've invited him on the show. Mr. Yang, thank you so much for joining me on Sportfire. Pleasure to be here, Adam. And go Knicks. Sorry, uh, Knicks? Yes, it's a combination of Nets and Knicks. I simply have to show my city some love right now. What, what? Got it. Uh, sorry for the tough questions, Mr. Yang, but many New Yorkers and diehard Knicks fans have questioned your credentials to serve this city, considering you gave up on the team during their very brief 21-year cold streak. How would you respond to these allegations? Look, this city is tough, resilient, hardworking. You knock them down, they get up eventually 20-plus years later. We all march to the beat of our own drum, and my drum told me to stop watching the terrible New York Knicks play basketball two years ago. I'm not going to run from my past. Plus, the last time New York had a mayoral election, they picked a diehard Red Sox fan. Am I really worse than that? Well, no, but you have to understand why some people are upset. I never really gave up on the Knicks. I simply embraced the Nets, and now I'm back. It's like breaking up with a girl, then dating her friend, then also dating the original girl. Is that so wrong? It sounds like a crazy thing to do, yes. What am I supposed to do? Continue to root for a team that always lets me down? I mean, yes. That's what I do with both the Knicks and the Democratic Party. Look, New York is always better when the Knicks are winning. It's also always better when I'm winning. If you join the Yang Gang, trust me, you won't be bandwagoning. Because there aren't that many people in the Yang Gang. It'd be like bandwagoning the Minnesota Timberwolves. Plus, if I'm elected, I will walk out to center court at Madison Square Garden and let you all line up and pelt me with tomatoes. That is not a good idea, and it's definitely not a policy. I'm glad you mentioned policies, Adam, because I did want to talk about my platform during my time on your show. Great. The floor is yours. Go ahead. I'm an advocate for the NBA UBI. That's Universal Basic Emmanuel Quickly. Every team should have an Emmanuel Quickly. It's a basic human right. Okay, but specifically the Knicks do have one. So you're trying to take something from the Knicks and give it to the rest of the NBA? Look, I don't mince words. I want all the Nets to live together in a TikTok house. Why? I want Nicholas Claxton teaching dance moves to Steve Nash. I want Kyrie Irving doing one of those viral informational videos nurses always do about Sage. I want Kevin Durant trying to fit through a doggy door. That sounds really not relevant to most New Yorkers. I think it'll be very good for this city. We need more spaces for creators like the Brooklyn Nets to be creators. Seems like you're really obsessed with the Brooklyn Nets and not the New York Knicks. It's okay. You can admit it. Look. I'm not going to apologize for my beliefs. 
Rooting for the Knicks all those years was absolutely impossible. Like raising a family in a New York City apartment during a pandemic. A lot of people did that, though. I've moved on. And I can't wait for an amazing NBA Finals, which is going to revitalize this city. My Brooklyn Nets are ready to face off against my second favorite team, the Phoenix Suns. Enough. Okay, enough bandwagoning. You're not running for mayor of LA. July 1st, New York City is open. And I'm going to be side by side with my brothers celebrating the Nets win at all my favorite New York spots. The Corridor under Penn Station. The Bodega on 26th and 7th, which is the only bodega. The tippy top of the Statue of Liberty. Classic New York hangouts. But if they get too crowded, you can meet me at the Vessel at Hudson Yards. And bring your bodega snacks. I'm talking gum, quarters, all the good stuff. Oh, but beware of bodega cats. What do you think those are? A regular cat that's all hopped up on penis pills. Andrew Yang, everybody. Hey, go next. I haven't missed a game since the Harden trade. Andrew Yang, everybody, the front runner for New York City mayor because he's a guy you know. Fran Lebowitz could win. Enos Cantor could win. Truly any New York person with a face could win. Pizza Rat did win. 2016 special election, later disqualified for being a rat. And now with a special message regarding the NBA play-in tournament, Commissioner Adam Silver. Hello, NBA fans. No, don't cower behind that tree branch. It's just me, human commissioner Adam Silver. And I want to thank you for all the hard work and energy you've devoted to making this basketball season the greatest 72-game season we have ever had. Now we've made it to the end. The playoffs and play-in tournament should be filled with the exciting brand of NBA basketball you all have grown accustomed to. In other words, we're gonna make sure the Lakers stay involved and the Hawks get gone. I'm only kidding. We might let the Hawks win a few games. You might have noticed things looked a bit different this year with a play-in tournament for seeds seven through 10 preceding the typical postseason format. And by all accounts, that play-in tournament has been a huge success, according to all our fans who also run companies that sponsor the play-in tournament. That's why I'm so pleased to announce that we'll be taking our expansion efforts to the next level in the years to come. Starting in 2022, the play-in tournament will expand to feature 11 and 12 seeds battling it out for the right to play the winners of our 7-8 and 9-10 matchups in a three-game series to decide who will play a seven-game set with the conference's top seeds. Sound confusing? Sure, but let me clear things up. This format was designed thanks to the optimization metrics piloted by innovators in linear tech like Brosman, Gold, and Franz Heim, pioneer of the Heim method for determining economic fluctuation between varied strata. Slam dunk! But that's not all. Beginning in 2023, we'll be expanding the play-in to two additional teams, with the added corollary that we'll expand it however far we need to to make sure the Lakers participate in the postseason. Those two teams, the 13 and 14 seeds, will compete in a non-basketball physical challenge, such as a miniature triathlon, or a brief foot race on the beach followed by a puzzle. If no winner is determined following this challenge, the 13 and 14 seeds will draw rocks to decide who moves on. The losing team will then head to Tribal Council and vote one player off next year's roster. Don't miss it. In 2024, we'll be opening the tournament to both 15 and 16 seeds. Neither of these teams can participate in the on-court action, 
but they'll instead be encouraged to team up and form a human wall around the baseline to distract the 8 and 9 seeds in their highly anticipated matchup. If you accidentally trip and fall into a 16 seed, then it's straight to the penalty box for you. The penalty box is in a different arena, and once your time served is up, you'll be required to lace up your skates and participate in playoff hockey. And in 2025, we're simply inviting all our postseason teams to play a spirited bout of Capture the Flag. All fans at that event will be digital. Sponsored by FanDuel's Pornography Offshoot OnlyFans Duel, where two amateur cam models will duel to the death. Of course, none of this would have been possible without you, the fans. So remember the next time anyone says, Adam Silver ruined the league with the play-in tournament, you should say, no, LeBron James, it was my fault. Good tidings. Thank you, Commissioner Silver. You didn't have to choose my podcast for this message, but you did, and I'm forever grateful. Now, to continue our NBA playoff preview, we take you live to a reporter who's on the scene. The NBA playoffs are set to tip off next week after the conclusion of the wildly successful first ever play-in tournament, and I could not be more ready for normalcy after everything we saw in 2020. Here to break down everything we can expect with a postseason preview is USA Today's Ben Mendel. Ben, thanks so much for joining us. What are you most excited for? Uh, Great to be here, Adam. At this point, I'd say I'm most excited for some fresh air and getting to eat something other than these Nature Valley granola bars for a change. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Fre- fresh air? Uh, where are you right now? Room 4371 at the Polynesian Resort right here at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida, a.k.a. where I've been quarantining. You know how it is. Oh, uh, you were covering the end of the Orlando Magic regular season for a few weeks and now you're getting ready for the playoffs? No, I'm a national reporter, Adam. One of just a select few that they sent down here to cover the bub. Hmm. Okay. Um, did, uh, did, did USA Today specifically tell you to head to Orlando a second time? Of course. Let me pull up the email. Here it is. June 15th, 2020. Report to Disney World and enter a very strict lockdown. Boss's orders. Yeah, that uh, that really sounds like the first email. How long have you been in lockdown then? 315 days and counting. I'm actually still in the same quarantine from last season, but every time I get to the lobby, I come across a maskless family and need to start over. Fingers crossed, though, this is the year I get to see some games in person. (laughs) You didn't see a single game last time? I never got out. One of the bellhops showed me the BAM block on his phone, though. That was cool. But then, you know, right back to quarantine. So you covered the entire event last year via secondhand accounts of the action and have spent the last year diligently preparing for the bubble round two on USA Today's Dime? Yes, sir. And this year, I'm not taking any risks. That's why I haven't left this room in months. No more elevators, no more lobby trips, no more maskless dads. Just me and the automated welcome video that plays on the TV in my room and is now seared into my memory until the day I die. 
Oh, oh, God. Okay, so you really think there's another NBA playoff bubble? Okay, you're right. I probably shouldn't jinx anything, but hey, I really think they might just be able to pull this thing off. It's pretty remarkable what the NBA has built here. No, man. There is no bubble this year. It popped? No, no. The uh, Wow, okay. I really don't want to say this to you. Last year's NBA playoffs were in the bubble. This year's playoffs are back in home arenas across the country, as was the entire regular season. Yeah, but they've all been leading up to the bubble 2.0. I know fans across the country have been wanting to show their postseason spirit in person, but it's going to be another three or four years, folks. From what I'm hearing around campus, though, the players seem pretty excited to be here. <laughs> who, who implied that to you? The other day, I caught a glimpse at Zion Williamson walking to the monorail. And let me tell you, he looked very happy. Well, that's great to hear. But Zion and the Pelicans did not make the playoffs this year. So he's probably just at Disney on vacation. Uh, look, okay, a year of eating one meal a day while staying inside a small windowless hotel room has tested my willpower, but it has all been worth it to cover my favorite player of all time, LaMarcus Aldridge. Oh, no, man. Okay. Every time you raise a new point, I feel worse for you. All part of the job, Adam. Hey, nobody ever said the life of a journalist was a glamorous one. I'm just here to get the story. And with game one of round one of the 2021 NBA playoffs set to tip off from inside the Epcot ball in just a few hours, I think I just might get my story after all. <sighs> all right, Ben, you know what? Go, uh, go on ahead and do that. Put your credential on and head directly into the Epcot ball and enjoy some playoff action. You've earned it. Hey, and you, Adam, have earned a spot on the Nestle fan wall. Hit me up after the interview. I can uh, send you a link. Incredible news. I'd love to. Ben Mendel, everybody. Enjoy the playoffs. I will. Okay, here I go. Opening my door and go, oh, no, a maskless man. Back into quarantine for me. Ben Mendel, everybody. Somebody's got to tell him they lifted the mask mandates. You know what? Probably safer we don't. Just keep wearing it. There's nothing wrong with it. You, you won't get a cold. And now, my final flame. The Basketball Hall of Fame officially inducted the vaunted class of 2020 this weekend, ushering in Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, and Kobe Bryant posthumously, among others. Bryant, in particular, has been an inspiration for this generation of young NBA talent. Specifically, the leader of the Celtics' new guard, Jason Tatum, has found a commonality with Bryant's mano-a-mano game full of long twos, longer threes, and also pretty long fours. But perhaps Tatum has drawn inspiration from the wrong member of this particular Hall of Fame class? If Tatum actually wants to be a team-first instead of a me-first, Maybe he should model his game after another honoree, in longtime FIBA executive Patrick Bauman. Or maybe KG. Yeah, yeah, no, KG would have been a good one. Here's the ideal career for Tatum. Go back to high school in Massachusetts in the mid-90s. Instead of going to Duke, 
head straight to the NBA and team up with Steph Marbury in Minnesota. Make friends with Anthony Peeler. Memorize the lyrics to the song Meet Virginia and sell it to the record companies before Train can write it. Remember, it's the 90s now and this is your career. After years of struggling with the Wolves, get A-Rod to hire a former Celtics legend like Paul Pierce as GM and tell that former Celtics legend to do a favor for his old franchise. Boom! Tatum is finally traded to Boston, at which point he's an older veteran presence and a rickety power forward with bad knees. 21-year career, one ring, and a co-starring role with Adam Sandler. Gotta have those gems! Doesn't that sound better than Kobe's career? Sure, Brian had more rings and more accolades and more of everything, but he didn't have a title in Boston. And Boston titles are the only ones that matter to white sports writers. Or Tatum can continue working on his step back and losing in conference finals without any of the royalties or fame that come with writing a hit song like Meet Virginia. If none of that works out, he can always be a Swiss basketball executive like Bauman. It's his choice. My thanks to Michael Chang, Max Godnick, and Commissioner Adam Silver. See you next Thursday.